Paul, can we put in a little beep for that? <laughs> you can beep right off. <laughs> I, I mean, if it's happened, it's already happened, you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I mean the beeping. The, uh. the listeners will be hearing this edited. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I presume you'll delete all this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Paul. And I'm Chelsea, and welcome to 3 to Beam Up. And today we're going to be talking about um, the episode, Is There In Truth No Beauty? So guys, that, that took a lot of work to, um, I had, I had to make sure I was reading my notes because I think for, I have always thought the name of this episode is, is there no truth in beauty? Not, is there in truth no beauty? Well, the reason it's all screwy is because it's from a poem from the 17th poems are, century. Man, poems are confusing. <laughs> it is. Mm. It is. It is a 17th century poem. So. No one likes that kind. It's the language, syntax, and structure is a little bit different, which makes things complicated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just it's a much better were... title. It's a much better title. Is there in truth no beauty? Then is yeah. there no beauty in truth? Wait, point. Is there is there no in... truth in beauty? Yeah. It's yeah. It's much. I like the the structure a little bit better, but I also you know like Shakespeare a lot. So um... no, no, I like it the way they have. It. <laughs> yeah, I no, me too. I'm happy to have uncovered this new title <laughs> of an episode. That I thought yeah. I knew. I'm pretty and neutral were... on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that the, linguistically this one is quite nice. No, I think it's lovely. And in case you were curious, uh, the poet it was a poet and clergyman, George Herbert, and his poem, Jordan, was what it is from. Oh, FYI. That is interesting. Because <laughs> I have to look that stuff up because it bothers me. <laughs> okay, let's, let's. what do you think I think about this episode? So thumbs up, thumbs down, kind of three, right? Mm. <laughs> One, you can't, I didn't get to three yet. I don't like that choice. <laughs> you could go thumbs middle. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh. Chelsea, this is an audio. Oh, media. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the solid thumbs middle. <laughs> I think I like this one. Oh man, I. <laughs> I'm just—it's gonna take a while to get over that thumbs middle. Thing. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, this is an interesting one because I, I think that I have a lot of problems with it, but I walk away still thinking, huh, I think I like that one. Yeah, I have more. I have issues with it as well, but I think overall, I really like, I like the um, tone of it a lot. It's kind of like a horror movie. Yeah. Like, it's very ominous the whole time, and the lighting makes it very, like, creepy, and I, I enjoyed it a they lot. They do a lot of those close shots. Um and yeah. I think I think in a fair way. So, uh, so let's say uh, one of the the guest stars in this is, um, boy, I guess not a recurring character, but a recurring actor actress. Yes, mm-hmm. Miranda, uh, and Dr. not Pulaski. only in TOS. What? Yes. Yep, TNJ. I like her. She, I think, is my favorite part of this episode. I like her character. I mean, and I like her acting. Yeah, I yeah, think I she's think wonderful she's, in this. She's quite good in this episode, and 
I think she's, you know, later on in Trek, she is very ill-served. But... Yeah, um, I am on record as um, hating Dr. Pulaski quite a bit. I think um, most people do. But that doesn't mean we hate Diana Muldaur. That just no, means Dr. I, no. Pulaski is terrible. And that's why I'm making that distinction, because um, I think Diana Muldaur did what she could with what she was written in, T- in TNG. Yeah. I think here, um, she does really well with something that's written pretty well. I think her character yeah. in this one is pretty good. Yeah, no, um, she's great. She's super strong. She's super independent. Her retorts are amazing. I like how she escorts herself and how she makes all her own decisions. It's just, it's beautiful. So maybe we should hold off, let's say ahead, on um, the main spoiler about her character that occurs like three quarters of the way in the episode. Um, <laughs> and, and talk about her character prior to that point, And then at some point decide to spoil it. But um I feel like we have a costume corner here because her dress is. Oh, we have so much amazing. costume corner because not only is that dress amazing, but also there's dress uniforms in this episode. And I just want to say, Scotty's in a kilt and everything. Scotty's in a kilt. It's beautiful. Best day ever. <laughs> Man, I mean, it, nobody so else has a, a uniform that is um, not. Cultural specific? Yeah, right? Right? Yep. Yeah, but it's, it's Scotty, so it's all good. <laughs> But that dress, though. It's beautiful, and it's functional. I know. It's Again, like no, all that, the things. No spoilers, but yeah, it's a beautiful dress. <laughs> it is functional. I'm just I saying. think this show is spoilers. I think we can talk about how oh, the dress. Boy. Well, <laughs> I think it's interesting to talk about the front half of the episode in the the sort of universe where they the cast doesn't know something about a character, right? Uh, maybe you should just spoil it, right? Well, because I want to talk about the visors in the first half, and I think we need to spoil it to be able to do that. Okay, that's fair. We've talked about (laughs) Diana Muldaur enough. Um, So her character is blind, right? Which is a reveal, a late reveal. It is real late. And it's a sketchy Um, reveal because Bones totally violates patient doctor confidentiality. Well, he does a little, but then Kirk's like, why didn't you tell me earlier? And he was like... HIPAA. <laughs> Space HIPAA. Duh. Space HIPAA, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's one of the more interesting reviews, um, reveals in this episode that I and actually they, had forgotten about. Yeah, I had too. And they don't really telegraph it early. Like, they really don't. They do a pretty good job of, like, it's a pretty good reveal because I had forgotten she was blind. I had yeah. completely forgotten. I remembered, but I agree that it was very surprising the first time. Yeah, it was it was it was a cool reveal though. And then the dress to go back to the costume corner. The dress helps her kind of maneuver the world without being look, looking like she's blind. So it's like early visor. It's like early Jordy. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. It's a sensor net, right? Is what she says. Yeah. Um, like cat's whiskers. Yeah, um, I, like that. I was reading it like a whole bunch of tiny, you know, sensors, cameras, things of that sort. That, that kind of like just... just go into her mind. Yeah, so she also has that telepathy, right? Yeah. So the argument would potentially be made that she's reading it somehow that way, right? They, they don't go into it. They don't talk about it. One of those where, like, it's not important enough to the arc of the episode right. to be like, well, how would that work? Because you're already saying, well, she has telepathy. Be like, well, she right. just reads it, she just reads it with <laughs> telepathy. Like, sure. Because sure, um, reasons. But yeah, it's an, and it's an interesting idea because she talks about it much like Jordy talks about it later mm-hmm, that yeah. um, these are these are essentially her eyes and she could see better than any of yeah. them yeah. like she, she could can tell, tell their heart rate and um, yeah yeah see a different um, light spectrum yeah yep yeah if the lights went out she'd presumably yeah. still be able to, to see, to, to to see. see. Other yeah. outside of the visible spectrum of light um, 
so yeah, that comparison to Jordy, I think, is a very, very good comparison. Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely kind of... I think the visor is a little bit more practical <laughs> overall, although the dress is just stunning, so... Well, it's also, like we, we said, it also... Jordy's visor, um, you would tell right away. Uh, this, she could foil, fool people For very easily. For a long time. Um, and she does. And she yeah. does. So speaking of yeah, visors... Um, it's a box visor, boy. Yeah. So the characters <laughs> wear visors to be able to see this Medusan sometimes. ambassador sometimes. And I don't totally understand the visors <laughs> because... No, I don't they, quite either. They seem to be used only some of the time. So I have a lot of questions, yeah. and I'm sure well, you guys Well, so if you do don't too. wear them... I was assuming that it is basically the same as Cyclops' visor, but in reverse. So, um, <laughs> okay, it's mm-hmm. the same ruby, right? As a, uh, and yeah. you know, it's holding in Cyclops' sweet eye powers, and this is stopping the Medusans' sweet powers from getting your eyes. Um, yeah, let's go with that. I like it. I think it's enough, right? If they say, "Oh yeah, this visor, right? It's some some type of light is the light it hurts you with, or whatever." Like it's well, not and amazing, it, but and I kind of got the impression the visor only works for some people. Like it, yes. it doesn't. It doesn't really. It works for Vulcans because Vulcans. But why did they test for... it with a half Vulcan, half human? <sighs> well, I think you they know... knew that it already works. Well, but they did um... it with the the half Vulcan. They were like, "Oh, this works for a Vulcan," and then Kirk's like, "Oh, so you're gonna do it, Spock?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll try it." And you're like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "We don't have a full goes. Vulcan." <laughs> Um, I have another question though. Before we get too much into the Medusans, uh, another three, two, one, or okay. Um, <laughs> so, are the Medusans beautiful or ugly? Three, uh, three two, one. Beautiful. <laughs> wow, that was a very sorry. Different... I have no answer to that. I don't know that we're like I don't supposed to be able to like... perceive them. They talk a lot about this being like the ugliest thing in the that universe that you see when you see it. Yeah. yeah, which I think is incorrect. I think yes, it's more just their physiotic powers and That would have been a so much know, of a better cover. Your... Right? But they they do they mix this so much because some scenes you're left walking away that like it's the the most supreme be- beauty in the cosmos and when you see it like you go mad that you'll never see it again. And some they're like no, it's just super ugly and it drives you mad like like a love, yeah. Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, I think horror. they needed to think that through a little bit more because it may. I don't yeah. like how they explain that at all. Yeah, I think it more than sense. I think more of it comes across Lovecraftian. Right, yeah. that's a very mm-hmm. yeah, like, definitely. It's very you look it's across. Very Cthulhu. Yeah, you look at this and then you immediately go mad because it's so ugly and horrific um, that you can't perceive what this is. Right. Um, but I don't think they. I think that's one of the weaker parts of this. Oh, definitely the, sure. the ambassador in general. Like his his non corporeal form is definitely not well thought out throughout the episode. No, why like, is he yeah. like in that weird it's like um cooler space box? Yeah, so space cooler. So you can't look at him. So nobody <laughs> accidentally looks at him and goes mad. And yet, like, why do they clear the halls if he's in the box? Yeah, right. He's in the space box. <laughs> clear, clear the very diverse hallways. By the way, yeah, I know. I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> it was amazing. I was so proud of a show that was made fifty years ago. Well. And yeah, yeah, that was a good hallway. <laughs> it was. There it was were a men, full there hallway. Were women, there were people of color. It was amazing. I was like, the gender yes, was about half and half. Yeah, yeah like yeah, it was. Yeah. I was very pleased. About it would have it. been a cool hallway to work in. It's true. So well, yeah. I, like I said, Spock has that visor on and off a whole bunch, but he also puts it on to operate the transporter. 
even right. though it's coming up in a box. And you, and the, at the end of the episode, when he's sending them away, he's like, okay, there's a box sitting there. Better put my glasses on I to send well, it away somewhere. <laughs> like, I think it's a fail safe. I really do. I think oh, it's just a safety In case the box like, but, didn't materialize. Yeah, or yeah, if, or but at if the something end it slips doesn't explain or it whatever. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, well, uh, another question. That was kind of my procedure. Why question. is she wearing a visor? Is that part of her cover? Yeah, I, I think, think it's part okay. of her cover. All right. That's cover. For sure. And that makes a lot of sense, right? That yeah. would fit with. She doesn't want anyone to know she's blind. So I if she think didn't that's have the, the she didn't have the glasses on, they'd be like, uh, why aren't you wearing your glasses? Like, Shouldn't you be doing that? <laughs> that's a safety violation and you're getting written up. Yeah, right. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry. I could totally see that. Yeah, I can. It I is can hard to totally keep hearing. That thing. It is hard to keep hearing Doctor Jones tossed around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did, did, Do you did expect that, Harrison Ford to come out and like? I just, throw a I was just expecting. And... I was going through all the like Doctor Jones lines in my head, like all the things <laughs> that people say to Doctor Jones, in <laughs> all the all, all, well, those, all the Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones trilogy. Gosh, um, I, that didn't even occur to me. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I've, I've definitely I, I watched, thought about it too. I've definitely watched Raiders about ten times. I have not. No, probably ten to twenty times as much as I watched this episode. Interesting. Um, yeah, true. And, and Last Crusade, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, and they say Doctor Jones a whole bunch a lot. of those movies. Yeah. yeah so and oh, yeah. in this episode, yeah, whenever true. they say Doctor Jones, it's like that part of my memory is, is definitely. <laughs> right. So speaking of lights, there are two things that I thought were cool. First of all, the special effects, the lighting to represent the ambassador. It's cool in the unmastered one, too. So there's yeah, I, it's it's not high tech, right? So I would not imagine that you'd have to really master that to make yeah. it look cool. Yeah. Although yeah. I did read on Memory Alpha that those effects were added later without the director's consent. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> cool. did, yeah. did the director like, not Sweet. like... I don't think he liked them very much, uh, and he did not know about them ahead of time. Well... Okay, so that's a good point, and that might start to explain some of what we were talking about, because I think those lights are one of the, the things I would point out if I was going to make the argument that, like, this is a thing of immense beauty that drives Yeah, that's out. what, yeah, exactly. Um, and if he was directing it in the sort of Lovecraftian sense, and, like, you're yeah. never going to see anything that represents it, um, it's just the unspeakable horror. Um, then that would really then, subvert that. <laughs> That would be a mix there yeah. that is confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, yeah, because the lighting definitely makes it seem like it's more beautiful, but Larry's reaction when he looks and is crazy um, is definitely de- more horror, Elder Right, horror. right, yeah. Sure. Which would make sense if that's what the director was. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. that's what I'm hearing. It's like the director was thinking it's one thing. Um, I think it might be yeah. horror, and then that's the how they chose to do the effects. Like, so JK was thinking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, but I did like the lighting in this episode in general. Well, yeah. Like, the, well, the editors also they, do that, like a bunch of things to show that they're working from Spock's perspective, which is really cool. Yes, the camera work was really cool. Oh my cool gosh, so much fisheye lens. So much fisheye yeah. lens. But even just the like the really obvious ones, like the red line special effect to show that like Spock's looking at it, you know, through the visor. Yeah. Super obvious, yeah. but but very effective. Like you get that this is from the perspective of Spock so many times in this episode. I don't know. I just I yeah. thought it was really clear and a nice way to tell the story. Nice way to frame it. No, I do. I I had written down that I really did like the camera kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I have it as well. I, I I just I liked the the whole like feel of this episode. It was even really effective. Even some of the like freehand camera shots. I, they could have had a moment or a dolly, but 
like they walk down one of those hallways, one of those long, like slightly curved hallways, mm-hmm. um, and follow for a bit. And that's not a shot they do often in original Trek. No, because um, I don't think they have a lot of space. <laughs> yeah, no, but they it, don't. It really, there's not like, a lot of walk and talk in yep. TOS. <laughs> and it's something that like you take for granted in a lot of the other yeah track. Voyager especially. Um, there's like a million miles oh, yeah. of yeah. hallway. <laughs> they have so much um, hallway. But um, yeah, it felt really refreshing here felt really different than the stationary cams that they often use so i, I think the the film work on this one was really well done mm-hmm. i um, agree with that it's a it's a well-produced episode in general i, yeah. I like it hmm. oh yeah. one last thing about the beginning do you think that the medusans call themselves medusans or <laughs> i had that thought too i was like okay so we're going for the on the nose naming of everything again all right cool star trek yeah, I I can't imagine they call themselves. No, that doesn't make any sense. They also have a mytho- a Greek mythology. Yeah, like class. are they also from Greece? <laughs> like, did everything everything mythological from Greece just went into space? Like, literally every alien was actually in ancient Greece. Well, and yep. do they even have language? Right, because they're like telepaths. Sure, good question. No, they don't. Because remember when when the ambassador yeah. when Colas. Uh, like possesses Spock for a while. He's like, this thing you call language yeah. is really complicated right, right, right. and weird. So they probably uh, do they even have a name for themselves? Yeah, good point. It's true. Although he has a name, he's Ambassador Kolos. Or is that yeah, just is that what? A name, yeah, people gave. Is him. that what we call him? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, that's too that's... hard. <laughs> I think I'm with Chelsea that that's the name we gave him. Yeah, like the Medusa. They, they could have played it up. They could have played it up to, if they wanted to go the unspeakable horror route. They could have said like their name, if, even if you even say the name that they called themselves, you go mad. You go mad, you go crazy. <laughs> right? Um, just cover all those bases. That just lays, go layers well. gives another layer onto it. That like, yeah, that that would be super Lovecrafting then. But that that would mm, That'd scary. be a little ridiculous. Too scary. <laughs> okay, so sorry, the dinner party. Yes, moving on to that. I thought the whole dinner party was charming and fantastic i mean there are some cringeworthy moments oh there are some super cringeworthy super, moments yes. also why isn't uhura there sorry yeah that yeah. i did not what? i did not understand yes i didn't understand who who was there like how did they like it was it was, it was like scotty is there which okay fine he's chief of engineering but why why is uhura not there i am confused i i i don't i don't mm. Yeah, it was. It was definitely vague. There were there were cringeworthy parts of that. Oh, <laughs> yes, so many. there were. I thought though. I thought that Diana Muldauer did a great, did great job of and oh, the writing yeah. for her too uh-huh. of sitting in that um, sort of situation and the retorts and the things yeah. of that sort. Of oh, thing. she was great. That um, was like what every woman dreams of being able to say to a room full of men. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So like I agree. Again, I think her character was written so well and. Um, Again, just a great actress. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kirk is so like unprofessional, shameless in his flirting. Yes, unprofessional. (laughs) Bones in love. I mean, he's charming, but again, completely unprofessional. Oh my god, they're all unprofessional. I know. Larry's like in super in love with her. The only one who's not in love with her is Spock. Yeah, and I don't. I honestly don't think Scotty is. Either, oh yeah, Scotty. To be honest, no. I think I think Scotty thinks she's beautiful because she is. But I, I think he he's not like Kirk or Bones into it. Like, isn't isn't Scotty in a relationship with that that woman from the Apollo episode? <laughs> <laughs> Only for that episode. <laughs> yeah, the one time. And then later, this much isn't... later with Uhura. 
Yeah. This isn't DS9. They don't keep their relationships going from episode to episode. <laughs> I'd like to start an episode and he just gets a letter from her. I was I was kind of 50-50 if she died at the end of that one, though. So I don't think she did, right? No, remember yeah. she was pregnant. Yeah, she was going to be pregnant. Oh, yeah. He decided she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. And I decided she space was pregnant. Baby. Yes. New space baby. New space baby, yeah. Forced retirement. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, so dear. I think the dinner party went well. They were, what were they drinking, by the way? Blue Rom- something. Was Romulan, it Andorian? Because Romulan ale is blue, I, I do believe. Oh, um, was it Romulan ale? I mean, there's other blue drinks. <laughs> it was probably blue Kool-Aid. milk. Let's not lie. Could have been blue milk, but. <laughs> I think they there said. There was one point where Kirk emptied his glass, and then in the next shot, he had a full glass. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps reading. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> Did you go to the replicator for that one? <laughs> but I would have loved if like the dinner party got interrupted by something happening and then they just kept wearing those uniforms the rest of the that episode. That would be right? amazing. They, they never have an opportunity to change. Yeah. That right? would be a fun episode. That would be awesome. So me liking the dinner party, that being aside, I do think it went too long. It was a long scene. And I wasn't yeah. totally sure what we gained from it going that long. Sure. I, I Yeah. I, I don't think this episode... One of the things maybe that I like about this episode, there's really no B-plot to speak of. There's not much in track, but it kind of maintains a focus throughout. You don't get lost in too much side stuff. No, it, does, it doesn't It does have really a B-plot, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, really? I kind of miss the B-plot. Oh, I like it when there's Sometimes like a focus for the episode. Mm, I felt like this one had a lot of downtime. I, I don't know. I thought the pacing was kind of slow. As a result, because what's the B plot? I mean, I guess it's sort of like Der- Larry is desperately in love with her. That's not really a B plot, though. Yeah, that's just part of the plot. That's just moving that's A plot. Just, yeah, that's, that's just moving just... A plot. Yeah. So everyone loves oh, him again. So he's going in there to kill Cal. Oh my gosh. Right? Worst assassination attempt ever. It was a terrible plan. No plan. But, but the worst plan. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't much of a plan. It was just kind of like, I'm going to murder it, except for I'm not going to wear a protective visor. So Why didn't this he shut his eyes? Well for me. Why didn't he just shoot the box? Right? Like, there's so many <laughs> like, ways this could have gone better. just, like, kick the box off the yeah. table. And why didn't he get his weapon ready before he entered the room? <laughs> yeah. There were so many questions. Larry why didn't he just pick up the assassin. box, pick up the box, and, like, throw it out the airlock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larry is a terrible assassin. <laughs> And he pays for it. He dies, right? How about yeah. how many how many other better ways could we come up with to kill this master? <laughs> so many. So a hundred thousand. Because he oh, goes about it the worst way possible. Yeah. Also, I don't care that Larry dies because he is an awful person. He's super sexist. Why don't he you try so being a woman for a change? Right? That was the line I was thinking of too. And yeah. I was just like, you know what, Larry? You know what? You can <laughs> right off. <laughs> like, this is not okay. So, the um. So how? So what is the mechanism by which he goes insane? Right? Are we saying that it's looking upon an unspeakable horror? Sure. That we're just going full of crafting on it. I mean, Let's I think I think there's some sort of scientific explanation that they just don't delve into. I think it's partially like 
brainwaves and stuff. Like, I, because I, really the only people who are good at communicating with the Medusans is people with, um, you know, psychic abilities or whatever. That's Telepathic true. abilities. So I think partially it might be visual, but I think a lot of it is, is psychological more than visual. And I think it just gets in your brain. Well, it gets in your brain through your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> something. Whatever. It doesn't... Science. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think with Dr. Jones, though, the argument is that she's completely immune to it because she can't see it. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I think mm-hmm. the argument is that it doesn't have any way to communicate. I do like, though, that until you know she's blind and she takes off the visor, you're kind of like, is she crazy? Yeah, I was, um, again, I was trying to remember this episode as I was watching it, and she took off the visor that one time, and I was like, wait, is she the one who goes slowly mad? That was, I thought, one of the possible plots that this was going to yeah, take. Yeah, and it would have been, I mean, it would have worked if she It's a was. good red herring, right? It's a right, really yeah, good red right. Um, yeah, definitely. Which again, I forgot she was blind until like wait, you know, wait right, almost right. until Bones was like, "You're blind." And I was like, oh, yeah, she is blind. Good point. <laughs> so I also love when uh, he was. Wait, is it Larry? It's Larry. It's oh, Larry. Larry. Um, Larry goes into engineering. And he's just like, "Hey, can I uh, play with this for a bit?" And Scotty's like, oh, Scotty's yeah, like sure." Yeah. And then they come on the. They come on the calm and it's like uh so just to let you know somebody totally looked at the medusa and then they got they, they're mad and they're probably gonna and try to kill totally everybody larry. oh and by the way it's larry and larry's like larry's working that whole time and it's like larry knows what the end of that communication is going to be oh, yeah but scotty doesn't For scotty's sure. sitting there like huh this is interesting like, oh no what should we do well, but here's the thing, too. I'm like, okay, no one else is in engineering and couldn't, like, as soon as they're like, it's Larry, somebody else couldn't be, like, call the bridge and be like, hey, he's down here. Come get no, him. they have to have that with crazy the, fight. With the ship. <laughs> like, working like, the ship. There's, there's so many people that attack Larry that could have been, like, bridge. Oh, bridge yeah. Bridge engineering. It's definitely, security. it's super, like, like Batman, like, um, Adam West Batman. Right, that's what it almost Super. feels like. Is yes, it does. It does feel like even that. some of the camera angles they use. But oh my gosh! So, do you think that the vision of the Medusan kills Larry, or do you think that Doctor Jones does something to kill him? I oh, I think it's the vision. I don't think she kills him. I don't know. Okay. I had that written down too. I think it's ambiguous, and I think that's an interesting like. Because that could, makes her maybe, a lot right? more interesting. Right? She's just like, yeah, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> Because what are the extent of her powers? I mean, the way McCoy describes it, it's just like, well, his brain stopped and his heart stopped and his lung stops and, you know. Right. <laughs> um, and I also didn't try to restart his heart or his brain or his lungs. It's <laughs> 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 just like, whoops, doesn't have a pulse. I guess he's dead. He's dead, Jim. Um, Even though they can clearly revive people in other episodes. That's fine. Yeah, or like some of the symptomology he's talking about, we could revive today <laughs> if it happens right, <laughs> right in front. It's like... He essentially has a, a stroke or a heart attack. Um, and, yeah, McCray's just like, well, I guess tried my best. <laughs> it's too late now. Didn't like that guy anyway. <laughs> I think Remember that's how early, uh, earlier I was talking about my Hippocratic Oath? Well, it doesn't apply here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he does have a selective Hippocratic Oath, it seems. He kind of does. But in any case. But that's why we love him. Chelsea, I... I, I, I Stepped on you saying we got out of the galaxy. Oh, well, so they get out of the galaxy, and then it's the best damage report ever, right? Because Kirk is like, what? So, so like, damage report. And Scotty, quote, 
We need some repairs, sir, but the ship is intact. Literally, that says nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a report like that? Yeah. It's the forward nacelles. Things, things, things are fine. <laughs> this is, every, everything's fine. Everything's we're good fine. here. We're fine. It's just, wait, How are you? We need some repairs. Not going to say what they are, but we're intact. No shit, you're intact. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you be in like little pieces if you weren't Yeah, intact? you're scattered about space. <laughs> like, duh. Oh, man. And again, so, they end up outside the galaxy. In the okay. pink zone. There... Right in the pink squiggly zone, right? So what's the squiggly parts? Because they look I, out. Who knows? When they look outside one Clouds? side of the ship, it's like blue and green squiggly. When they're coming back, it's the pink like wavy that were, caused were these... Mitchell to go mad. Right. Were, were these reused? It's got to be the probably. same. Like, Was pink... it the same pink? It's got I be. would like to know, however, how they see lightning happen in engineering where there are no windows. <laughs> 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 like okay you ship. see it on the bridge okay there's some like there's a views view on the bridge also what lightning is happening but outside the galaxy it, yeah in space i don't know it was very i was like what is they this? also can't decide what is like the galaxy what happens outside of it right it's different every time they go <laughs> well there's not much there and they're they're like oh yeah we're in this cool new space it's like not the galaxy and they're like where it's Oh man, it, there's a Futurama line that's similar, but um, to paraphrase, somebody says like, "Where are we?" and somebody says like, "I can tell you where we aren't: the galaxy." <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we know it's we're true. not in the galaxy, but that's it. That's all we got. This right. Is, this is so it. this is maybe this is maybe my my biggest leap of uh, suspension of disbelief in this episode that like, thirty seconds at warp nine gets you like deep outside the galaxy far well, enough out they, that like yeah. they go back to this in a bunch of series right that if you exceed warp 9.5 later it's if you get to warp 10 or whatever a space-time continuum yeah. opens up and then can like put you anywhere in the galaxy so that like, that's the premise in voyager too sorry you said anywhere in the galaxy we're not oh, in the galaxy well i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe no because maybe it takes you anywhere in the universe actually yeah i mean that's troubling right if you can somehow oh, reach troubling. warp 10, you can go anywhere in the universe. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But then they can't do I, it. Like, you become unstable and you die in Voyager. Yeah. I did enjoy that the captain's log says something about, we are in a completely unknown void. And then the next line is Kurt going, where are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Classic and I was like, Yeah. I was like, you're not even listening to your own captain's log. What is happening? Yeah. The big trick would be, like, if they're, yeah, so I guess if you're saying a space, which they do say. They say, like, oh, there was some space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay. Um, but then do they just, like, do they, you know, Superman it, where they just fly backwards, and then it takes them back to where they yes. were? That's the, the explanation. That's basically what happens. Right, well, because they, so they, are, are we moving to that scene where Spock melds with the ambassador? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Which I loved, by the way. I loved it because Nimoy's acting again. We see yeah, so, so good. So many episodes. He's so good. Yeah, he's amazing. So such, good. And such a good contrast to Spock, right? Such oh, it's it is because I was sitting there looking. I'm like, this isn't Spock. This isn't Spock. Yeah. And it's so from the like, way he holds phys- himself. Yeah, his physicality is different. Facial expressions. His, like, his, mm-hmm. I mean, facial expressions definitely, but it's so funny to like look at Spock and see him with. With an emotional face, more than like sarcastic, because Spock is very sassy. But like to see him with a smile and with a little bit of a knowing kind of wink to him and is posture. so different. He stands up like straight, yeah. and he like, like it's he different. Stunts, like stunt. What's that word? 
He stomps. I don't around. know what you're looking at. She struts. Strut. He struts around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know how words are. Yeah, but it's so he's it's so good. Nimoy's so good. Yeah. I love it. He's really good as the ambassador, and he's really good when he goes mad shortly after. Yeah. And again, great it's camera that. work. I have that written down. Yeah, here. that fish islands. Yeah. Gotta love that fish islands. Well, so okay, so he doesn't mind meld with the or mind link, I think they say. Um, yeah, it's more of a mind because I don't think he can meld because he can't touch it. Right. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, and then he has this intelligence inside him, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine, whatever. Um, so then I, I do think it is a good twist that when he goes back to like put that intelligence back in, that he forgets that he needs the visor. Yes, because that um, makes sense to Yeah, me. that's a cool twist that, like, this, the Medusan wouldn't think, oh, I need a visor to look at myself. Right, yeah. Um, no, I thought that was good, too. It's a cool twist. But um, it's also the question that if looking upon this thing drives you mad, like, once this intelligence was in his mind and he had understood what it was, like, is there anything that could still drive it mad? Yeah, I that part I also I thought about that too. Yeah, isn't he, I, isn't he inoculated know. against this? Like, wouldn't he know what yeah. that vision of itself looks like, essentially? Yeah, I I thought that too, and I I was not a huge fan of him going crazy. But I did write the note. Did he close his dumb second eyelid eyelids? Um, I thought, that <laughs> I was thought a, about that. Too. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. maybe a way out of this. He would just like stagger back and be like, "Whoops, good thing I closed those." But I thought about that too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay, question kind of related to this, but not really related to this. Do you think Ambassador Colas is in love with Dr. Jones in the way that he can be? I thought about that, too, because it seems like that's an overarching premise or theme just in general. Well, and the way way, um, Colas Spock speaks to to her her on the bridge is very... I felt very romantic more than anything. Okay, I just that was just a question I had. We can move on. <laughs> I don't know. It makes it more interesting, right? Because then, like, him killing Larry, or, I mean, making Larry go mad, but then kills well, him or whatever. I don't think he voluntarily kills Larry, right? No, I don't think so either. No, but it makes it a little more sinister. And again, you might say Dr. Jones killed Larry, so. Right. By, by it's, telepathy, it's not a... by, like, forcing him to go confront. Well, I yeah, guess it's the... a bunch of different avenues, but. Well, and then it kind of makes the whole plot, I think, be a little more forward-driven if, like, their goal the whole time is to just... It's a mutual goal of being together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. (sighs) Because why... Like, she's so irrationally jealous. I thought that was... Well, like, I like the the jealousy of Spock, right? Um, Yeah. Is... is, I thought it was a good professional jealousy of... Oh, that's how like, you interpret it. Okay. Like, this is my job. Oh, my, I did too. My job is to yeah. do this, and like, you step in, and you're just better at this because you're uh, you're just better you're at this in. genetically. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I picked up on that, but I kind of also thought there might have been like a romantic component. Oh, I did. I didn't. I thought about it for about five seconds, but I was like, no, I think this is a woman who who wants to protect her job. Yeah. Interesting. That was the read I got. And her career goals. That because well, and well. Spock was asked to do that job. Well, and yeah, it was also and very I think much it was that very much of like I've spent my whole life trying to do this, and it's not difficult yeah. for you. Like yeah. the jealousy yeah. of that sort of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So okay. then Spock's laid up in sick bay, right? 
Yeah, and Kirk is like really angry. And is awful to He's when, when like Spock is in danger, Kirk is off the wall in so many of these episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kirk is all oh, yeah. over the place in this episode. Because he also tried to trick her earlier. We forgot to talk about that. But Spock's like, hey, I'm going to go do this thing. And uh, somebody needs to distract Dr. Jones. And Kirk's like, and no jo- problem. Kirk is like, that is all me. <laughs> I get this. I'll take her to the Botany Bay. Um, (laughs) so true and uh yeah and she's like whoa flower is cool um but yeah his plan fails pretty quick quickly over there in the flowers place oh yeah she has (laughs) no interest in him at all well even that it's like okay his job is like don't think about spock don't think about spock don't think about spock (laughs) she's like (laughs) because she's trying to read his thoughts a little bit and then she's like wait spock's doing something isn't he (laughs) And you're like, good job, Kirk. You had one yeah, job. <laughs> you, that lasted 30 seconds, Spock. Come on, or Kirk. Seriously. You gave him no time to do his thing. <laughs> I did like the little the little note about it. This is before we find out she's blind. And I did like the little, like, these don't have a scent. And the, yeah. you don't really notice at the time. But then you, like, looking back, it's like, because she can't see them. Of course she would want ones with a scent. Yep, right. This makes sense. Well, but also, I liked it. her first instinct is to touch them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, which it's is true. how she, It's kind of yeah. weird for, like, an adult person to just be like, ooh, flowers, grab, 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 right? Yeah, which is, and she cuts herself on the, the rose, yeah. right? Yep. Which is, again, it's great foreshadowing. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I did like This it. is a good episode. But yeah, Man. then she's sick bay and kirk comes in there and slaps her around a bit <laughs> yeah which like maybe which again, maybe it's... half with the plan like when he leaves he he's kind of like yeah maybe that'll work but who knows maybe made it worse yeah, yeah. yeah his oh, manhandling kirk. of her is really horrifying yeah it's awful and he it's not even things like this in the uh, series and i don't like them ever i think sometimes in the series he at least is more like this is i have to shake this person out of it and it's clear that this is the right thing to do at least conceptually as a plan yeah um this one he's like well guess i'll try whatever um like yeah he does not know he's irrational and he's like crazy yeah these mind melds like they're very interesting right because if spock like always has like a part of all of these different creatures and people in sure, him from these sure. melds like what is his mind like like is he always with the horda in some way i would think um do you guys have do you have do you ever read dune yes no cool um that might have been where i would expect that to fall. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are um, playing to what you expect of us <laughs> it, it's um Right, uh, Paul Atreides' sister. Right, I'm gonna forget her name. Uh, right, but um, yep, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting. She has her name this too. right where she like um, awakens to the that consciousness. Um, Something of the knife. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh anyway, boy. Continue. Um, but yeah, she awakens to that the the like genetic consciousness while she's um, still in in utero, and yeah. then like she has all those voices in her head um, that slowly drive her mad. <laughs> drive her insane. Um, Largely Baron Harkonnen, but um, well, yeah, I think that, that that's what I would think is maybe slowly going on, and maybe Spock just has better control of it. But hmm. that you would still have these thoughts or voices that jump in your head the same way, like, um, boy, like what I'm talking about here. Anytime somebody says Aaliyah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That anytime somebody says Doctor Jones in that this episode, it, I'm immediately thinking of Doctor Jones. Yes, so um, kinda, oh, like that, that. that thought <laughs> pops into my head without any. I can't stop that thought from jumping into no, my head. No, I, I so, do it as well. Spock might have these thoughts just kind of jump into his head like that, you know, with certain triggers. 
That's very interesting. Which I think would be, would work. So, in terms of, like, the overall theme of this episode, like, the relationship between sort of character and physical looks, maybe? I think it's part of it. Because they talk about Mm. that very specifically during the dinner party. Yes, with her and her physical beauty. And then... And and she talks about it. She talks about it with Kirk, too. She's like, who's to decide what's ugly and what's beautiful? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is why maybe... Yeah, I think I would have liked them to have come down one side or another on is Kalos ugly or beautiful. And I think the beautiful side works better. I think it does, too. Personally. Which is probably why they added those special effects. But um, Because then you do have that question of, like... You know that the most beautiful thing in the universe is in this box, and you can't look at it, or you're going to go mad. Right. Like, that's an interesting plot. That's an interesting story of the temptation to look into this box, because you know that it's there, and you know you could look at it, but then you're going to go mad. I think that's a more compelling story than don't look in the box because it's the most hideous, it's hideous. horrifying crazy. thing. Because then it's like, okay, cool, I won't look in the box. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. But if you that. say this is the most beautiful thing, then you're like, oh, man, this is my one chance. Like, maybe even yeah. if it kills me, like, I'll have seen the most beautiful thing it's in the universe. It's more of like a Pandora's, Pandora's box. Pandora's box, that's what thing. I was just yeah. saying. Yeah. As opposed to like, yeah, it's, it's pretty gruesome in there. Don't look. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so they teleported away and... And everything worked out. Oh, man. So in terms of antagonists in this episode... Yeah, is it the ambassador? I I think this is a super tricky one. I don't think there is an antagonist, though. I think the way to put it... I I think to put something... Well, I was going to say corporeal. Larry. (laughs) Corporeal. I think the, the thing that has the most power in this episode is Kalos. Even though he's not directly an antagonist, I think he's the thing that, if we were to say he's space powers, right? Space, it's powers. space powers. Space powers, yeah, yeah. Because I, I thought about it a bit, and I think that's where the the interesting place would come down. Like, this is a space being, and even if it's not an antagonist, I mean, maybe that's the shift we make on the list when we get to these episodes, where one of the antagonists of this episode is jealousy. Um, it's true. But, like, yeah. space beings that show up. One is perception. So I think as a space being that shows up. Um, Our perception where, of beauty. Yep. Um, where does then Kalos fit on that? Like, he could definitely make Gideon go mad, Mirror Kirk, Kirk 2. But yeah, but like, <laughs> that... all they need to do is put on the visor. So if they have a visor, they just need to, like, remember. <laughs> well, but it only works Ooh, for, for, but for the Vulcan visor stuff. only works for, like, Vulcans and people with powers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. But so, okay, so they need to close their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, shoot him blind with the phaser. Shoot over and okay, over. Okay, I think I think I think we kind of have three or four groups emerging here because right now we've got the Doomsday Machine that's way at the top, like that's a group in itself. Then we've got Mitchell, Apollo, Parman, these like guys who have people who have space like kind of weak space powers, but not like crazy, not completely godlike. Um, then we've got this like middle group of plants and amoebas <laughs> and vampire clouds. <laughs> And then we've got this bottom part of, like, regular people who are just, like, kind of crazy. See, and that's where I'd put the ambassador. That's where I'd put Larry if I was going to. Oh, Oregon. yeah, Larry goes there for sure. Or the ambassador would be stronger than, say, Kirk, too. But I don't think that's the – I don't think that's the – I think um, Kalos is the thing that goes in here. And I think then he'd be in that middle with, like, Space Amoeba's plants and I vampire agree. clouds, right? I agree with that. And Space Amoeba's at the top. And Kalos' power is essentially light, and that's also the space of Meba's weakness. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so they're a tie? 
No, no he so beat I him. think if a space amoeba showed up in that room and it was like, wow, I'm going to take on Callus. First, he's, they're not, he's not corporeal, so they couldn't attack him. Sure. But he'd be like, look upon my form. I am a radiant being. And then they would <laughs> fall apart like they did in the episode with light. It's true. That's a um, possibility. The question is, could Kalos, Kalos and Parman, right? I don't think Parman, that's maybe the question to ask. Again, all you, Parman has powers, right? Yeah. So all he needs to do is put on the visor. Okay, that's a good point. If Parman knows it's coming, he's putting on the visor. So I think they're above space amoebas below Parman. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, but I still kind of think even... Those ordinary people could beat him by just shooting a phaser blindly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kirk 2 is going to get a, a, a shot. Well, maybe not, because again, Kirk 2 is really dumb. Um, but if you just shut your uh, wait, eyes no, and just shoot over and over. Or like Kirk 2 uses wait, his like dissolving machine. That's right. I'm thinking of Mirror Kirk, but both Kirk 2 and Mirror Kirk were both pretty dumb. Oh, they were. Um, <laughs> so, they weren't the brightest. That's true. Oh. But I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a good place to put it for now. Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, bingo. Bingo. Okay, I have, I don't actually have any clarifiers, but I did have a question. So, like, for adding squares, because it made me think uh, they do live long and prosper in this episode a couple times. Ooh. Should that be a square? How about Vulcan ritual or Vulcan cultural reference? Like anytime you see that or to live long and prosper or um, like when they do like the Vulcan kiss. I'm doing yeah, that. Do something like that. I'll, I'll think about that. Okay. And then I kind of, I kind of think when Spock lifts an eyebrow, that should <laughs> be a square. Can we just put, I don't know. That happens so frequently. I know, but like I love it. Spock sassy look. <laughs> that That's would be every, every episode, episode he's in. That would be be every episode and that would be ridiculous oh i think i okay. like that one because we're not getting bingo enough so we need to have some in there that are every episode <laughs> we're getting bingo like 30 20 30 percent of the time once. we've got it twice i think out of 10 out of 10 episodes i don't remember i thought it was, I thought it was only once but it doesn't matter um, it does matter so did, we, <laughs> did we it's just a stupid game that i like to no um, it's important that we win <laughs> no <laughs> It's important that we make it adequately difficult that we were in roughly 50% of the time. <laughs> Which, okay. So did we get bingo, you guys? I'm going to go now. I, I'll go yes. I was leaning yes. <laughs> um, we did not. Uh, nope. Not even. Like, Kirk doesn't even make out with someone in this episode, like, which is shocking. Just shocking. But I there like. There's a woman, and she is on the, on the bridge a couple times. I don't know how they didn't make out. Anyway. But we did have a couple. We had like, the bridge shakes, which is always fun. Spock says fascinating. Naturally. And uh, there's a recurring actor, uh, Dana Muldauer's there. Um, she's in a couple episodes. Um, and then Bones gets to drink, so everybody's happy. And there's space powers. So, yeah. Um, the, only, the thing was, we didn't have a square this time for He's Dead Gem, but there was a He's Dead Gem. Yeah. So, Yeah. Good times, good times. And I'm a little sad that the they don't ever say, like, the title of the episode this time. Almost. A little sad. Yeah, it would have fit in there, right? It would have. They could have made it fit. It would have been good. Again, I think it would fit better if they were taking the beauty route. They were saying this is unspeakable beauty, not unspeakable horror. Yeah, it's true. But, but it. hey, the episode is also another argument for why the Medusin is beautiful instead of ugly. Fair. What? Anyway. 
But yeah, so no would big you, Would you guys but... look at the Medusin? Would you try? Would you put um, on the glasses and try to look? Maybe. If, with the glasses, yeah. Well, yeah. you know that the glasses like largely wouldn't work for humans, right? They work for Vulcans, but you're taking a chance. I don't know. In my, if I Maybe. thought it was like mostly safe, I would do it. Just like how you look at a solar eclipse through the glasses. Oh, yeah, you just put on solar glasses, huh? And I looked at that. You could do what, what, what they did in Operational Annihilate and figure out what wavelength hurts you. Because if they have glasses, that's got to be what they've done. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I might do it. Ugh, hard. I guess it's the difference between if it was unspeakable beauty, if we were saying it's the most beautiful thing in the universe. Maybe. I might, would... I might risk it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an interesting question. All right, so, so the we, bag, shall we see where we're going hat? next week? Yeah. Oh, and the real hat <gasps> that you are now taking out, that's cloth. And yeah, lots totally. of embroidery in it. Not, yeah. It's not at all. I hope you make me this for luck. a present. <laughs> no one to get you for Christmas. Yes. Start all right, now. all right. Do do do. Theme song goes here. Theme song goes here. Okay, we are. Going we don't have to... a theme song that goes there. Do we? No. <laughs> I'm ready to make one. Kind of feel like we need one. Um. Okay. So next time we are doing season two, episode twenty, Return to Tomorrow. Oh my god, you guys! Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing! You know why? You know why? Because this is the other Diana Mulder episode. I was gonna episode. say, I think really? it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So this is the Enterprise is guided to a distant, long dead world where survivors of an extremely ancient race, uh-huh. existing only as disembodied energy, desiring the bodies of Kirk, Spock, and astrobiologist oh, and Mulhall yeah. so that they may live again. So guys, this is amazing. Be back. You couldn't this have is literally awesome. planned that better. Oh, this is the one with those giant crystal balls. Yeah, this is gonna be. I'm so excited. Yeah, and the balls light up, great. or they don't light I up. I couldn't. I couldn't have planned this better. This is awesome. <laughs> this is really cool. It's gonna be so good. Oh. Um. Right, listeners. So next time we're gonna be talking Return to Tomorrow. So watch that ahead of time if you are so inclined. Um, and don't forget to follow us on social media. We are Twitter at, at Beam3. Um, we're on Instagram, 3 to Beam Up. Uh, we have a Facebook group that's there that I post on sometimes. Things that are not only related to the episode. Um, and you can come ask us questions and say hi. Um, tell other people to follow us. And um, we'll see you next time where we hang out with Diana Moldauer some more. <laughs>